Well, good morning. There's something that we do back in PA that that I would like to do this morning, and that is that I'm going to say to you, the Lord is risen, and you repeat, you answer to me, the Lord is risen indeed. The Lord is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Amen. That is, that is one of the unique defining factors of the Christian, Christian faith, that our Lord is the only one that's risen from the dead. This morning, I just have a few thoughts that stem out of my devotions the last couple of days or what God's been showing me this week so far. I was telling some of the brothers that I feel full enough already that I could probably just go home. <laughs> but uh, anyway, have, it, have any of you ever felt like a nobody? Anybody ever felt like a nobody? Maybe some of you still do. Um, I would, I would like to try to convince you this morning that God is looking for nobodies. God wants to use nobodies. He can't use somebodies. And we were talking about this. Um, we had the blessed privilege of staying on the Springs of Hope Ranch last week, and they have staff meeting every so often. We were reading in Proverbs, and um, I was blessed by that study. That's one of the things we we're talking about, and um, you know, one of the things Sam mentioned is God, God can't use somebodies. And so, this week, one of my prayers is that I can be broken before God. Matthew twenty is where I'd like to start this morning. I'm sorry, Matthew eighteen. Just a couple verses. Verse 1 through 5, at the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto them, unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted, and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as his little child, and same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. And I guess my thoughts were that, you know, oftentimes we can tend to get lifted up in our own minds and think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. Um, I was thinking of... Um, passage in Mark 12, verse 41 through 44. And, and Jesus was sitting here in the temple, and, and I, I kind of picture him just sitting there and, and kind of observing everybody. I like to do that every now and then. Last night I was sitting in there and I was observing all you fellowshipping. And it's kind of interesting to just watch people talk to each other. And um, I like to do that. Some of us were discussing. We like to do that in airports. It's interesting to watch people and you can see some people are stressed, and some people are happy, and some people are laughing and talking, and others are deep in a tense conversation. And So he was sitting there watching as all these people came through and cast their money into the treasury. It says, And Jesus sat over against the treasury, and behold how people cast money into the treasury. Many that were rich cast in much, and there was a certain poor widow. And she threw in two mites, which make a farthing, and he called... Unto him, his disciples, hey, you guys, come here. I want to tell you something. 
And he says, Verily I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury, for all they did cast into their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. And I thought about it, you know, if you were that poor widow, you're walking through that line, I'm sure there was a line, there was, you know, people coming and going, but there was kind of this general direction you would go and toss it in the treasury and walk on. And you think she probably felt a little bit embarrassed to be, she sees these couple guys ahead of her that just pour in the money. I mean, wow. And here she comes and just drops her two mites in. And yet Jesus said that she cast in more than all the rest of them. And to him, she was on a higher level. She, she gave of herself. She gave from her heart. Um, the other thing I was thinking of is um, Mary Magdalene that came to Jesus and um, while he was sitting at meat there with the Pharisee, the Pharisee had invited him to his house. And I don't know, sometimes I've wondered why, why the Pharisee invited Jesus to his house. I wonder what his motive was. But Mary came in there and washed his feet with her tears and broke that precious box of ointment and anointed his head. And, and um, Jesus said that wherever the gospel is preached throughout the whole world, that little act of kindness that she did is going to be remembered where, wherever the gospel goes. And I thought to myself, wow, I bet she had no idea. You know, and, and um, but Jesus also said, I came not to heal those who don't need a physician. I came to heal those who feel their need of God. And, and so this morning I'm thinking, you know, as we came to Bible school, you know, I came, I had different reasons why I came. I, I came because I want to seek the Lord. I came because I felt like my spiritual life needed some uh, fresh fire. Um, I haven't been spending as much time with God as I would like to. And, but as I confessed last night, I felt like I had some spiritual pride when I came. You know, I don't have, um, I don't have, I don't have, um, I didn't feel like I came with any great needs. And so I just fell on my face before the Lord yesterday morning and, and was um, apologizing to Him for that because we all have needs and I realized that pride is a, is a disgusting thing uh, when you think about it. But the other thing is that I noticed is um, there's, there's a lot of people that, I came, that came to mind but in 10 minutes you can't really... But Gideon, you know, uh, Brother... Joe mentioned Gideon last night, and uh, there was King David. King David was a great man. God used him mightily uh, in his kingdom. But David was a little shepherd boy. And even when the prophet called the sons of Jesse to anoint one of them king, they left David out. He figured, I mean, even the prophets, oh, one of these nice, fine-looking, strong young men, that's one God's going to have. And he gets all done, and it wasn't. Where's, is anybody else? Well, there's this little David. He's out watching the sheep. And so God used um, the smallest of them all. He used the one that was, in their eyes, not very important. There was Peter. Peter was an unlearned fisherman. And in Acts 4, they were standing before the uh, authorities. And, and Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit and boldness, he starts preaching to him and explaining why 
what, how they had healed how they had healed the man was through the name of Jesus and got all done. They said, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant, ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And I guess that's my prayer. You know, as we go home from this Bible school, um, maybe as we go out Thursday, that we can, they can, people can look at us and take knowledge that we've been with Jesus. And it's, it's nothing that we've done. It's nothing that, you know, the, the um, no, no glory go to us. But whether they were, I mean, Peter was quite the fellow. If you, if you read about him, he was, sometimes I feel a little bit like him. He, he, he was very bold. He spoke out sometimes when he, when he uh, shouldn't have. And unlearned and ignorant, you know. These guys like, man, these guys, they don't have no teaching. They, they, weren't, they didn't grow up like Paul at the feet of Gamaliel. Or, I think that's one he grew, it was a famous teacher there. And, and yet, the Holy Ghost, God, God um, wants to dwell in those that are of a humble and contrite heart. And uh, the last thing, last person I thought of was the Pharisee and, and publican that went to the temple to pray. And it says the Pharisee, and I don't think the Pharisee realized this, but it said he, he, he stood thus and prayed with himself. But I don't think the Pharisee knew because he said, God, I thank thee that I'm not like other men. And, um, but, and, and that's sometimes how we can be. We don't realize even that, that we're praying with ourselves. And I've wondered how many times have I prayed with, my, with myself? How many times have I come to God in pride and, you know... Anyway, so that's all I had. Maybe Lord can bless. Um, I guess there's a meal before us, so let's bow our heads and offer a word of thanks. Our loving Father in Heaven, we thank You for raising us again today, giving us strength to get out of bed and get dressed. Lord, we thank You that You give us everything we need that pertains to life and godliness. Pray that You would Prepare our hearts for your word today. Pray that you would help us to be attentive and have clear minds. And pray for the speakers, that you would bless them. Fill them with your Holy Ghost. Give them clarity of thought. And I pray that you would bring verses to their mind. I pray especially for Brother David. Those who uh, were in the prayer groups yesterday weren't able to study. I pray you would just bless them and make up the lack, Lord. I pray that you would... Also prepare us for Thursday that we could minister as your body, as part of your body, Lord, and that people would see Jesus in us. We pray that you would help us to see you this week and be able to get a fresh glimpse of of your holiness and that you would give us all a fear of God. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for this food. We pray that you would bless it to our bodies, that you would bless those who who have prepared it for us and We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.